what is up motherfuckers it's uh it's been a while i know it's always a while you know i can't get these things out all the time i got too much to do and not enough fucking server space so you know one a month is probably good enough you don't need to hear my voice that much more often than that uh so this one uh this podcast is all going to be about the uh Fat Wrecked for 25 Years Tour. And uh, it's actually 24 years. Fat Mike clarified that. If you went to a show, I'm sure he said it. Um, which is fine with me. I don't give a fuck. But I've been listening to Fat Records bands probably for about 17 years. So a better part of their chunk. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, all of it is just so much, so much awesomeness. I can't even talk right now. I, uh... This is the first time I'm doing one of these not stoned. Uh, I am drinking. Uh, Can you hear that? That's some ice in a glass. I'm having some bourbon. So we'll uh, we'll we'll lighten up. (laughs) We'll loosen up, tighten up, tighten up. One of them. Get tight. I don't know. So uh, yeah, the the tour was really cool, and uh, you know I live in Boston, so. I actually got to go to two shows. One was, uh, the first night was up in Portland, Maine, or Portland East, as Greg from Bad Religion coined. Uh, and, and that was just Lagwagon headlining. And I don't want to say just, like it was a disappointment, but Lagwagon headlined, which was awesome because they're my favorite band. And then it was Strung Out, Swingin' Utters, uh, Toy Guitar, and Mast Intruder. So it was like half of the Fat Wreck tour, like a mini tour. And that was really fun, uh, because I always like to see Lagwagon headline, and when they came to Boston last year on the Hang Tour, I, uh, I did go to see them, and it was really awesome. That was the first time I saw Swingin' Utters back in December, but uh, somebody kind of ruined the show for me. They were just chattering in my ear with negativity, and it was kind of distracting, and I'm like, you know, this is my favorite band, right? Shut the fuck up. Uh, so anyway, it was nice to see them again headlining, and uh, they played Trashed in full, both nights, which was really cool, because that was the album that I got into when I got into Lagwagon. And, uh, you know, all the other bands were great. And then the Fat Tour the next day in Boston was great. It's a lot of traveling in two days, but not that bad. But I was so fucking exhausted being hungover and barely sleeping. Um, I'm old, man. I feel like 104 years old. I don't know how these 50-year-old guys get up there on stage and rock out. Uh, I guess they can afford cocaine. I can't, so. Um, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time. The uh, Boston is such a shit show when it comes like when bands skip Boston. I don't even I don't even get mad at the bands. Like I feel like we're becoming such a Passover city. Um, bad cop, bad cop played, and they were the first ones to play. They played about three o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, they were really good. They were tight. Um, they didn't have their bass player, so uh, the yellow guy from Mast Intruder played bass. Um, so that was really fun seeing them. Uh, I was excited to see them because I recently, just after they got on Fat, got into their music. So, um, But what was a bummer is as soon as they were done, like as soon as they were done, the House of Blues Boston made an announcement like, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the House of Blues. Please look around you for the nearest exit and fire escape and blah, blah, blah. And it was just such a fucking insult. Like, that should have been done before they went on stage. 
And if it has to be done at that moment for whatever reason, at least wait till they get off the fucking stage. Like, it was really bad. And uh, that Boston was the first date that they joined the tour. So, you know, my apologies to them. Um, we did actually run into a couple of them after the show at night, and they were very nice. Um, and then after that was Mass Intruder, and Mass Intruder was really good. Toy, Toy Guitar played before Mass Intruder. Uh, I'm going to kind of skip over Toy Guitar. I'm not saying I don't like them. They're very good. They're the weirdest band on Fat Records. I, they don't seem like a fat band at all. And for such a record label that I really do believe stuck to its integrity and its roots and all that, they, uh, they're just out there. They're a little softer, a little... They just don't have that fat wreck feel. And, and I'm not putting them down. Like, they're very good. Uh, I definitely want to listen to their stuff more and, like, sort of get into them. And then maybe in the future we'll play a track. But we're not going to play a track by them today. Um, so I do apologize. You're not going to hear a track from everybody on the Fat Rack tour. However, as a substitute and to keep an even a number of songs, I am going to play a No Use for a Name song, but we'll get to that later. So the first song we're going to listen to is uh, by Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and it's called Asshole. And then from that, we're going to go into Stick 'Em Up by Mast Intruder, which I wanted to find a little bit more of a obscure Mass Intruder song. I'm sure that's one of their more popular ones. They opened with it both nights when I saw them. Um, but it's one I really like. And I also, because I want to play so many different songs, wanted to keep it kind of short, and that's a short one. So let's go into it. Well, I see you got yourself a little haircut. You look like an asshole, at least to me.
I actually really like both of those songs, so I'm not bummed that I had to play Stick 'em Up, even though I wanted something a little bit more, uh, another deep cut. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was so fucking just exhausted during that show where I was like, I only went in for the bands that I really wanted to see and hadn't seen before. Um, so mainly like Bad Cop, Bad Cop, the Flatliners. And, and I actually realized later I had seen the Flatliners before, possibly twice. But I didn't really know what I was seeing at the time because sometimes when you see a live band, it's really eye-opening. And then sometimes when they're opening for another band, you, you sort of just overlook them. Not because they're not good or they're not playing good live, but just maybe because you're so excited for the headlining band. And I know that they opened for Lagwagon back in uh, 2013, 2012, 2012, I think. Whatever the, the Fat Records tour with Lagwagon, uh, Flatliners, Dead to Me, and Useless ID was. I think that was 012. <laughs> 012, whatever. Um, so, yeah, man. I, I just, I felt so old. And by like halfway through, I was uh, ready to go to bed. Not that I would have but you know how it is maybe maybe is anybody out there 53 years old i'm not really 53 um i don't know but the flatliners were so fucking good um they they were really tight i couldn't believe how just some complex some of their music is and just the energy chris Cresswell, chris cresswell the singer is a good front man and his solo album is so fucking good. I listen to it all the time uh, that Joey Kate put out on one week records and then fat records later put out on vinyl. I have the vinyl and the digital uh, and you should go buy those things too. And uh, yeah. And then after the flatliners, God, why am I spacing? I, I feel like I thought I would be better at this when I'm not high. Cause I, I wouldn't like forget things. Apparently that's just me. Apparently I should just go back to smoking weed. I haven't smoked weed in a few days. I was trying to take a break. Not be such of an idiot. <laughs> Not like drinking's helping me doing that. So, fuck it. Let's just go into the next uh, the next block of music because you don't care. <laughs> uh, so we'll do... Uh, what are we going to do next? I guess we'll do the Flatliners and we'll do Swing and Utters. Um, Swing and Utters is a band that I had never really gotten into. I remember now hearing it. Uh, I remember the song from the Tony Hawk game that they had on there. Um, and they're really great live, which is actually how they're one of those bands that I saw live and I was like, wow, they're fucking great. Why haven't I been listening to them? So it was good to see them two more times because they opened for Lagwagon last year on the Hang Tour. And uh, we're going to play from the Flatliners, one of my favorite songs. Their newest album, which again is a couple years old, um, Dead Language. They're, that album is so fucking good. And the, when we did the, the episode with Canadian Jenny, we played Tail Feathers, which is off of that album. This time we're going to play So My Mouth Shut, which they did live. And it, was, it really stood out to me that day. I was like, this is fucking great. And then for Swing and Utters, we're going to play Stupid Lullabies, which is something I do remember them playing when I saw them. You say you had enough 
Swinging Udders are like, to me, it comes off like a, a, a social distortion, only a little bit less rockabilly and more like punk. It's got that dirty, gritty, kind of lo-fi sound, and uh, the singer's got really gritty vocals, which I love. Um, and it, it really, it's a, an acquired taste, or, or at least I'm picky about it. I don't like everybody with gritty vocals, but once in a while, you'll get that special gritty vocals, so... I'm glad I finally got into them. I'm late in the game by only like fucking 20 years, probably. Um, the next band is the only thing that I will say one thing negative about. And it's not really negative. Oh, well, it is, but it's not like I'm really shitting on the band. But Strung Out, who were fucking phenomenal both nights, and I finally got to see them. I've never seen them before. I've been a fan for a long time. They uh, they were supposed to play a show in Boston. I don't know if it was last year or the beginning of this year, but I know that they canceled because the singer Jason got sick. And I was kind of bummed that I hadn't seen them and I, I missed my chance. However, I was kind of happier to see them healthy and good. And, and, and like I said, they were fucking great and tight. And the sound was really good. I mean, they are fucking monsters. They're so fucking good. But the only negative thing I can say is that both nights I saw them, they played the exact same set. And I know that the last tour, the one that they got sick on, when I looked up a set list from a previous show in New York, I had a friend of mine tell me that they played the exact same set too. So they do a, a set list and just play that for the entire tour, which some people may not have a problem with however when you go to two shows in a row like i did i want to hear different songs i want to hear uh i want to hear it mixed up i want to hear i don't know I, I like it when bands once in a while will play a request and they played a lot of the new album and the new album is great and i and i love it but i this is my first time seeing them. I wanted to hear some of the older songs, and they did play some older songs, just not the ones I wanted to hear, which whatever, you know, you, you can't cater to everybody. But they didn't play Mind of My Own. They didn't play Bring Out Your Dead. They didn't play um, Ultimate Devotion. They didn't play Firecracker, I don't think. Um, they did play Matchbook. Um, 
and I forget what other older ones they played. It was only a couple, and they did a cover their their cover of No Use for a Name Soulmate, which was awesome. Because I expected on the Fat Twenty Five tour, all the bands that were on the Tony Sly tribute album to play their Tony Sly songs, and they didn't. Uh, Lagwagon did, and Strung Out did. Um, Swing and Utters played a song for Tony, but they didn't play a song that Tony wrote. Um, which is still cool, you know. Uh, but I, I really love the covers that all the bands did on that tribute album. And it would have been awesome to hear the Flatliners do Fireball. Would have been awesome to hear, I don't know, uh, No Effects do um, The Shortest Pier, which is one of my favorite songs ever written. Uh, but it, it was a good time. So to please me, because I'm running this fucking show, I'm going to play Ultimate Devotion, and it's going to be off one of the old fat comps. Uh, I want to say it's, uh, is it Survival of the Fattest? Fuck. I can't remember. I'm sorry. But it's an old one, and it's a different version from the album version. And then after that, we are going to play, I guess we'll go right into Lagwagon. I'm kind of going in the order that the, uh, the show did. And the only time that's going to change is no use for a name being added. But we'll get to that. So this is uh, Ultimate Devotion by Strung Out. And then, I don't know, man. Like, I, I didn't know what Lagwagon song to play. I played a hundred Lagwagon songs. We did Lagwagon Day. I apologize if I played this song on here before. But fuck it. It's Lagwagon. They're always good. It doesn't matter what song I play. Um, but hearing them play Trashed in its full entirety, almost... That's a little bit of a misleading thing. They didn't play Back One Out, which I was actually disappointed because both nights they kind of complained about having to play the cover of Brown Eyed Girl, which I get. You know, it's a cover song and you wanted to put it on your album 20 years ago or whatever, but and then you don't want to play it for the rest of your life. I totally get that. So it would have been awesome if one of the nights they played Back One Out instead or along at the end, but it's okay. Um Seeing them headline, too, was great because they played more songs than they did at the, the Fat Show, which was still good. I mean, and also, if you go to the Dave is a Prick podcast Facebook page, um, which is just facebook.com backslash Dave is a Prick, all one word, there's pictures from the Fat Show Boston and a pictures from the Portland Maine show, and there's a live video of Lagwagon playing Coffee and Cigarettes. Now, uh, I'll admit, I took the video with my phone and uploaded it with my phone. So the video is not the best, but it's not bad. And, you know, fuck it, whatever. It's a live video at a concert. It's nothing worse than what's on fucking YouTube nowadays. Um, I really, as much as I love YouTube, because you, you can go see videos that you wouldn't get to see normally, I, it, I feel like it's killing the fucking live concert video industry. Um, in fact, I really would love to start a business where you, you know, there comedians nowadays are doing this thing. And, and I think Louis CK is the first one to really do this. Um, and it's such a DIY thing where he produced his own comedy special and then put it out for $5 on his website. And that's what he does every time he does a comedy special now. And not only is he doing it, he's putting other people's specials and CDs on his, on his website for five bucks. And uh, other comedians have followed suit and started doing the same thing. So now you can get most comedy specials for 5 to $8. 
and uh, a lot of them like if you listen to like their podcast they'll throw you a code so you can get it for five dollars instead of eight or whatever and uh, I really love that and I don't know why bands aren't doing that and for at least three years when I started this podcast that was one of the things I wanted to do was go film concerts with like a few flip cameras this is before GoPros were affordable and, and they were still really new um, and, and just edit it together so that it was like a few cameras shoot and then get audio from by the sound booth or direct from the board if you if I could convince the man to let me do it um, and then edit it and then see if the, if the band liked it just let them put it on their website for five dollars and then split the profits whatever way would be um, you know beneficial to both parties you know so that because you, you got to get other people to film with you you got to get you know you might have to pay the club to film i mean there's ins and outs to the thing but i don't know why somebody's not doing this and i would love to do it if i had the time the money and all that shit but like most people i'm a fucking working stiff i don't get paid to do this and i definitely don't get paid to go to shows so um time is money people <laughs> but uh, if anybody listening to this has the the, the gumption to go do this without me. I'm not going to be pissed if you steal my idea. Just make sure it's good bands that I want to fucking see. And then throw me a couple of free downloads for my uh, my troubles because it was my fucking idea. Because, um, yeah, like YouTube, if you go to YouTube, like three out of five videos is really terrible. You know, people film it upright instead of sideways. Uh, and, and by sideways, I mean they, they film in what I would call portrait instead of landscape. So it, you know, on YouTube, it looks like a cell phone instead of a widescreen video. And that's fucking stupid. Or the audio just sounds really terrible. And it's just, it's like, why bother? Why upload that? I wouldn't show anybody that. I'm barely willing to show you guys the coffee and cigarettes video I took of Lagwagon, but I can't help myself. So enough talking. Let's go into some more music. So this is Strung Out and then Lagwagon.
song and i love that fucking strung out song too um it's always weird when a song reminds you of somebody and i'm not going to go into it but kind of bums me out and and also just makes me love this song even more at the same time i don't know how to describe it i know that sounds contradictory but whatever um man seeing lagwag it doesn't matter see i could see them a hundred nights in a row and it would still be fun because songs like that don't get fucking old they're so good and that I, I picked that song not only because I've always loved it, but uh, or, or but mainly because I've always loved it. Trash was the first album I got into by them, um, and that song always stuck out to me. I always really loved that song. Uh, they're one of the first bands too, where the bass. Th- this is the first time that I ever really heard the bass in a song, and uh, and by bass guitar I mean not you know basses and the feeling of. Because their bass player, their old bass player, bass player, I'm fucking slurring my words. Jesse was so fucking unique. He was a real, a real uh, stylistically just great fucking bass player. And he was a really nice guy. I got to meet him for like five seconds once, and I wasn't even trying to. He was just a really funny dude and came and joked around with me and some friends hanging out outside on the curb um, while he was loading out gear. So they're a band for the people. And I recommend seeing Lagwagon if you haven't. And if they're not your favorite band, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. So we're winding down here. We've hit the 30-minute mark. We're at 33 and almost 34. Um, I got two songs left. And I think I'm going to play No Effects first. No Effects closed out the show. And I've seen them a bunch of times. And... I saw them at the infamous Worcester, uh, Worcester, Massachusetts show, which if you ever see them in New England, Mike usually brings it up. I don't think he brought it up this time, but uh, he, he got so drunk he fell off the stage uh, right at the pretty close to the beginning of the show. They also opened with The Decline, which was the first time I heard them play The Decline uh, live, and this was back in like 2005 or something. Um, but they were really great uh, on the Fat Records 25 tour. Um, and I actually, I, it's really cool because Aaron Burkett, Mike's ex-wife, who also co-owns Fat Records with him, was there. She, she went on the tour. So I ran into her in Boston. And uh, I think we kind of, 
creeped her out a little bit because we were like awkward about saying hi because we weren't sure you know what i mean she's not not necessarily a celebrity but or or in a band or anything you know what i mean but we know who she is because she's her and um i was wearing my uh never forget tony sly shirt which i wear to a lot of shows especially if it's a fat records band and she did point out and say oh nice shirt but she was kind of like all right see you guys (laughs) which i don't blame her for because I didn't have anything to say to her other than, like, hey, I like the music you put out on your label. Um, yeah. And, it, I mean, obviously I'm there, so <laughs> do I really need to go up to her and tell her that? Whatever, though, you know? It's not like I'm going to have to see her again. <laughs> um, I One of the highlights for me from when No Effects played uh, was actually some guy, uh, some... Boston Joey Bag of Donuts got up there and proposed to his girlfriend. And it was really cool of no effects to let somebody do that. Um, and this guy was, I don't know. I, I don't want to, ju- I don't want to be judgmental. I don't know this guy, but you know, he looked like a little bit of a shit show. Maybe not. I don't know. He's probably a very nice guy. Um, but he had a real raspy voice and, uh, wasn't the most eloquent person. Uh, which, you know, if you've been drinking all night or doing other stuff and running around and screaming lyrics along with songs, you're probably not going to be the most eloquent person. I do this, what, once a month, twice a month, and I don't feel like the most eloquent fucking person when I do it, yet I'm usually pretty well-spoken. I mean, I get up in front of people and do stand-up comedy. And uh, I'm very well-written, though. I wish I could do a podcast that was all text, which doesn't make any sense. I guess that would just be a blog, Um, which who the fuck reads blogs? There's too many blogs. There's too many podcasts, too. But I started this. I'm not the first one, but I started this before most people had a fucking podcast. So, you know, give me a little bit of credit. Uh, But anyways, I almost pissed my pants because when the guy was getting off the stage, Fat Mike just turns to him and says into the microphone, yeah, good luck with that painkiller problem. And I don't know. I'm sure it's a little bit of an issue everywhere, but Boston has always been a little bit of a a pill problem, you know, with the surrounding cities. Like, people have always been into Oxycontin and Percocets and, you know, at least the the lower class, which I consider myself lower class. I did all that shit. I've done heroin. I've done Percocets and Oxycontin. I, I can't snort anything anymore without getting a sinus infection for three days, so I don't do it. Uh, and I don't recommend anybody do it. Um, I mean, whatever you want to you wanna experiment, I'm not going to judge you for it. But, you know, you're not missing anything if you don't do it. In fact, there are plenty of times, probably a few times a year, I'm like, maybe I should just be straight edge. But then you, you know what prevents me from being straight edge is if you ever run into anybody that doesn't do anything, you're always like, oh, my God, you're the blandest motherfucker in the world. You're just boring. And I don't want to be boring. I feel like I'm boring already. And I'm drinking bourbon out of a, a Joey Cape glass right now. Um, that says WWJD. What would Joey drink? Um, I hope he would drink bourbon, but he'd probably drink something else. I don't know. Irish whiskey. He's a big JMO guy. So I I had a hard time picking a no effects song. I wanted to try and pick something that they played on the Fat Records tour. And I also kind of wanted to go along with the play a song that I really got into when I was young what really got me into the band. And this is one of the songs that really got me into the band. It's off of Punk and Drublick. It's The Bruise. 
And yes, if anybody's paying attention, you can call bullshit. That is not a Fat Records release. It is an Epitaph release. Because for you historians, or no, or I guess for the non-historians, No Effects started out on Epitaph and then started putting out their own records on their own label. But whatever, because No Effects owns Fat Records and they played this song when I saw them and it was one of the first songs I got into by them, that's what we're going to hear. And then... What bums me out is that my birthday was, uh, is it midnight yet? No. My birthday was yesterday, uh, so the 25th. And on the 22nd and the 23rd in San Francisco, they did a two-day epic Fat Wreck 25-year tour. And uh, it was the end of the tour, and it was just a two-day fucking thing that was every band, bands that, like Western Addiction and Sick of It All, um face-to-face, just bands that the rest of the tour didn't get uh, played. Um, Tilt played. Um, Bracket played, I think. Just just a lot of great bands that I would have loved to see. But the biggest thing, the biggest attraction to it all was the No Use in Friends, which is No Use for a Name in Friends. For I don't know why I have to explain that. but And so what it was was the three remaining members of No Use for a Name, and then they had guest vocalists. And they had Chris, uh, or Leon, as he's known in Lagwagon, playing guitar with them as second guitar. Uh, He played some leads, some rhythm. And um, then every song was a different singer. So Matt Riddle, the bass player for No Use For A Name, sang the first song. And then it was, you know, Fat Mike did one. uh, Russ from Good Riddance did one. Joey Cape did two. um, Chris Cresswell did one. Um... Jason Cruz did one. Anyways, you can... I scoured for the last couple of days YouTube for videos. Even if it was shitty quality like I just pitched about, I scoured for the videos. And I couldn't find anything. Luckily today, somebody posted on Facebook the full set. So if you go to the Dave is a Prick podcast page on Facebook, I've shared that video. It's the full set uh, all at once, and it's fucking great. And it it really... uh, it. It both choked me up because I really love all those songs. It really does remind us how great of a songwriter Tony was. It was really moving to see all those guys just, you know, getting up there and singing his songs. And then it really bummed me out because I was like, I really should have planned better and fucking gone to that because it is worth it to me. And it would have been the most epic birthday weekend ever where I didn't really do any. I mean, I wasn't a big birthday. It's not like a 10 year birthday, you know, like the 10 year once you're. 21 or even 25 they really don't count unless it's every 10 years so like 30 40 blah 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 so it wasn't a big deal but for the fuck of it it would have been awesome to go and then spend my birthday doing that plus i've never been to san francisco and what better time to go than when you're having the biggest fucking punk rock festival ever and it's not like the fucking warp tour where all the bands play for only half hour and you're standing in the heat to only see fucking two bands uh, like I did the last warp tour I went to, which was years ago, but it was just no effects and bad religion. I didn't give a fuck about anybody else there. So too old for that shit. Um, so watching that, like I said, it made me a little sentimental. It also gave me a fucking fire in the ass to come do this tonight, and uh, which I've been meaning to. I've been holding off because I was hoping to have uh, my friend do it with me, but she uh, wasn't available when I felt like doing it, and you know what, fuck you if you can't drop everything on a whim when I want to do shit, because I'm selfish. Um, but it makes me want to play a noise for a name song, and uh, 
I'm gonna and also too. No use for a name is one of the bands that really got me into all these other bands. Like I want to say that I heard about Lagwagon around the same time, but No Use for a Name when I was like 15, 16 was like the band I really clung to along with No Effects. And through that, I got into Lagwagon, and then I got into it more and more until I, it's tough because I don't want to make it seem like Lagwagon is more important to me than No Use for a Name because they're both equally important, but. There's just something about Lagwagon that I latch on to, especially more now that No Use for a Name isn't really active. But, um, you know, I still love Tony's solo music and, and all of his songwriting, no matter what it was for. So I chose what was my favorite song when I was a teenager by No Use for a Name, which is Straight from the Jacket. And quick little fun, Dave is a Prick Podcast history fact. The first podcast I did... Uh, back in 2012 was for Tony. Uh, it was right after Tony died. And I'm not ashamed to say that I cried when he died because I was, I was just a huge fan. And I just needed an outlet to express how much I loved his music, how much I was going to miss him uh, or, or miss his music. Um, I didn't know him, but... So I was like, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a podcast, I'm going to talk about punk rock, and play punk rock songs, and do that, and uh, so really, he's inspired more than just music, he's inspired all kinds of shit, so um, we're going to play Straight From The Jacket, it's off the Live In A Dive album, which I loved, I, I traded somebody something for the Live In A Dive CD back when I was a teenager, she was my buddy Ben, we just talked about this the other day, I can't remember what I traded him, but uh it was worth it, whatever it was. And now I have Live and a Dive uh, on vinyl. So, I don't know. It's it's just really important. And I think that it's a good way to end this podcast. And uh, I hope it was fun, you know, reliving the Fat 25 stuff with me today. And if it wasn't, I don't blame you. Because I'm, uh, I'm just, ugh, I'm, I'm this. I don't even know what to describe this as. I'm like a, a, a lost puppy who shit on the floor, and you're like, oh, why am I going to keep this puppy? <laughs> but you, you kind of want to because he's, he's got a, a pure heart, but, you know, he's still shit on the floor. That's how I view myself. Friday night, Will! Be drinking Manischewitz, going out to terrorize Goyam. Stop and shake it, screwing chicks as long as we're home by Saturday morning. Cause hey!
I'm the 